Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're continuing to work our way through the book of Romans today, starting in verse 1 of chapter 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. As we enter these verses, as we take a look at this passage, we have a list of rhetorical questions just to get us into the mindset of where we are and where we stand in light of our relationship with God. First off, is sin an act of disobedience to the way God designed the world and designed us and how we ought to live? Yes, it is. Can we make repairs or can we make amends on our own? No. Every time we try to, we continue to sin. Does God offer us forgiveness? Yes. How do we receive forgiveness? Through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus. How do we receive that forgiveness? How do we receive that gift? By grace, through faith in Jesus. Do people continue to sin even if their faith rests in Jesus? Yes, right? Even as Christians, even as you stand as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, you will continue to sin. The follow-up to that here with this question, does God continually extend forgiveness for those sins? Yes, he does. Even though we continue to sin, God offers us that forgiveness. Does that give us a green light to continue on to sin? No, it doesn't. And this is where Paul is coming at from the conclusion of everything that he said in chapter 5. If God's grace continues to match and exceed the sin that's in our own lives, does that give us an okay to continue on in sin? No, it doesn't. We have to have a proper view of sin. It's still an offense to God. And refusing to resist temptation and purposefully living in sin really shows a lack of repentance. You remember that repentance is one of those words that we use as Christians that sometimes we know what it means and sometimes we just kind of glance over it and just assume that somebody else knows. But repentance, remember, means a 180 degree turn from going towards sin and going away from sin towards God. Imagine like you're driving down the highway, and I know I've used this illustration before, especially when we went through the Gospels, but imagine you're going down the highway and you're driving to a destination and then you take an off-ramp and do a U-turn and start heading exactly in the opposite direction. Instead of going towards sin, you are now going towards God. That is the very strong visual of what it means to repent, a 180-degree turn in how you act. Continuing to move towards sin belittles Jesus' death on the cross. Do you ever think of that? Like, If you intentionally go and continue on in sin, You are just overlooking everything that Jesus has done for you on the cross. After receiving the gospel, Paul is trying to make this point. How can you continue on as if nothing is different? How can you continue on to live your life as if nothing has changed? 
the gospel is so life altering and earth shattering that there is the time that you before you knew the gospel and then there's the time afterwards and this is really the radical change that we see in the lives of not just Paul, but the other apostles and other people as they've come to Jesus, that he makes such a difference in their lives that there was before Jesus and then there's after Jesus. Right? And this is the work of baptism, which is why Paul makes such a strong case of the importance of baptism. Remember, baptism is one of the points that Jesus commands us back in Matthew 28 to do. As we go and tell people about him, he tells us and instructs us baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when you baptize, it unites the believer with Jesus, not only in death, but in life, where we receive that death just as Jesus died, so we die. And just as God made Jesus alive, so we receive that kind of eternal life. We, we, we receive that by being united to Jesus through the work of baptism. Paul is starting to hint at, and I, if you read ahead in the book of Romans, you'll know that well, what's coming up here in chapter 7, but he's starting to hint at what he's going to start talking about in chapter 7, and we'll get there in a few episodes. But basically what we're looking at here is the Christian is spiritually free and redeemed because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Physically, as long as the body is still alive, sin will be a constant problem. It is kind of like a sidecar on a motorcycle. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> I realize that's kind of a weird word picture, but, but just go with it here. Physically, as long as you are alive, you will continue to sin even as a Christian. And it really comes down to this old nature versus new nature. Where the old sinful nature says, just let me do what I want. Let me live the way that I want and, and just leave me alone. The new nature looks at this and says, praise God for the forgiveness of my sins. Praise God for saving me from my sin and the consequences that comes with living in separation from him. God has saved me from so much and you stand in thankfulness and praise to what God has done. So it's this old versus new nature and it's a constant battle, which is why uh, Protestant reformers, especially Martin Luther, comes and points us to the fact that we need to daily repent, to daily bring our sins to the foot of the cross and to look to God for the forgiveness of our sins. And having received that, to go in the knowledge that your sins are forgiven. Now, keep in mind, this is not the active pursuit of sin. This is the act of living in the promise and the assurance that your sins are forgiven because of God, or because of what God has done for you through Jesus. It's really the intentionality of your focus here. Who are you following? The opportunity to sin and to continue life the way that it used to be? Or are you following Jesus, the one who has made all of the difference in transforming your life from being one enslaved to sin to being now free through the power of the gospel. Which really leads us to today's takeaway question. How do you, as a follower of Jesus, keep his sacrifice in the forefront of your mind, in what you say, in what you do, and how you act and treat others around you? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistol. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.